up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond, and you are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every single day. We got a fun episode for you. Talk about Avery Simons. Talk about Jeremy Grant and then Antonio Daniels of Sirius XM Radio and the analyst on the Pelicans broadcast. If you uh, if you tune into Pelicans games in New Orleans, it's going to join the program to close the show. It's a ton of fun. You are going to want to stick around for all of it. But let's start with Anthony Simons. Today, as I'm recording this, uh, you are listening to Friday, August 26th show. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends to do the same. I would appreciate it. Uh, Today, Thursday, August 25th, The Athletic, the uh, subscription-based sports website, released a um, like a listicle, essentially, about with little blurbs for every single team on which players have the most to prove this season. And, uh, you know, there's some, there's some obvious names on there. There's a Ben Simmons that you'll find. There's contract year DeAndre Hunter in Atlanta. There's OG Ananobi, who the Raptors held on to and need to take a step forward there's really funny names uh like jetty osman in in cleveland which sure sure it's jetty osman sure but the name in portland is anthony simons and they're right about that and instead of reading you the the blurb or whatever like subscribe to the athletic if that's something you're into but I want to unpack the pressure that really sits on Anthony Simons. I I think, and this is just in some ways kind of the nature of the show, we spend here with you, diehard fans who listen to the show, like big time, big time fans listening to the show, diagnosing the the sixth and seventh and eighth man on the roster a lot. We we look, you know, we check some boxes early. Okay, let's Dame we got, uh, Jeremy Grant we got, like. Let's spend a lot of time talking about Justice Winslow and Jabari Walker. Some of that is just the nature of the offseason and the nature of just like the Locked On brand, right? Like I'm here to dive deep with you and make it fun to be a fan. So we're going to dive deep and we're going to have fun. But I think in some ways, and this is my fault and I apologize for it, we've, we've kind of glossed over the expectations and and um, the pressure on, on Ant this year. Anthony Simons got paid $100 million this summer because he's really good. He got paid that money because the Blazers see him as the a big-time future part of this franchise and someone who is going to be easily worth $25 million a year and someone who had a breakout stretch last season where he was fantastic. You know, on the year, Ant averaged you know, over 17 and, and, and shot 40% from three. But there was a six-week stretch when he was like a 30-6 guy. No prob. That stretch happened without Damon Lillard on the court for the most part. CJ and Norm were there for a little bit, and then and then they weren't. And then um, they shut Ant down because he was too good, and they were going to be really productive. But there is pressure on Ant to do it again. The biggest challenge for everyone in the league is consistency. What separates bench players from starters is consistency. What separates good players from great players is consistency. And great from that superstar tier that um, so few are in. <laughs> Uh, that's a reference to something that if you do know, Damian Lillard is included in the Superstar tier. Uh, uh, so if you were in, the difference is consistency, right? Like the difference in every little step is is how consistently can you produce? I am not really worried about Amphrey Simons in terms of like overall production. I think he's so good on offense that he'll be like, I don't know if he's going to score 23, 24, 25 a game, but like 
I think you can just book it Ant for 19 plus. Like, I think he's just book it Ant for 19 plus. Like, he's he's going to be that good. He shot 40% from three on the year. That means, and he shot 40% from three. You know, he really struggled in December, but he his usage jumped a ton when when uh, Damon Lillard was out of the lineup and he was the lead guy and his three-point shooting didn't really go down. Like he kept his efficiency shooting numbers with a massive leap in usage. I'm not really worried about him on offense. But there is pressure to take strides. And the pressure is, in for me, in a couple different spots. One, and the biggest glaring one, is to improve on defense. I do not expect Anthony Simons to be an above-average defender in the league. Not this season. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, and I think that's a fair expectation. But he needs to approach average. He needs to be slightly average or slightly below average. He has been consistently in his career, through the first four seasons of his career, a very bad defensive player. No, no way to slice it. Every metric or your eyeballs, whatever it might be, suggests that he is pretty darn bad on defense. I know there's been some uh, advanced stuff that says like, oh, he's a pretty good pick and roll defender. All of the catch-all defensive stats suggest he's bad, and when you watch him play defense, he struggles. I don't think that's that big of a deal in a like in and of itself, right? Because his skills on the other side of the ball. But for the Blazers to get where they want to go, Anthony Simons needs to be a slightly below-average defender. He's just being, not, he can't be terrible, and the Blazers get where they want to go. He needs to, and that would be an improvement for him. That would be taking strides. It would, it would, he would need to improve. Um, like noticeably improved to get to be a league average defender. And I like, I don't even think that's necessarily realistic, but a slightly below average defender in the league, like just someone who is, is competitive, but like when the really good players come, he can't hang. That's what you want. Competitive, but you're not going to ask him to check the best assignments on the other team. That is a perfect, that is a perfect spot for Ant to land. If he does that with the scoring level that I think he's going to get there, he's going to have a great season, a great season. But there's pressure on him to improve there. And the other place there's pressure on him, and I think this is real, is to show that he can play well and at a high level with Damian Lillard on the court. I'm not super worried about this. Like, there is there's a concern there for sure. Over Ant's career, the first four years of his career, just one-third of his minutes have been shared on the court with Dame. 67%, you know, two-thirds of his minutes have been without Dame on the court. Some of that is just the nature of the rotation. It's like totally out of his control, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Like, he hasn't played a ton of minutes, and he hasn't played his best basketball next to Dame. He has skills to be a really good off-ball player. He has skills to be a totally, totally good two-guard. Like, it's there for him. The package is there for him. This isn't a, a concern, but it's something he has to prove. And that's why, for my money, I think the Athletic got this right. He is the player with the most to prove this year because the Blazers have, have they've been trying to do this for a while, anoint him as the next guy. But now they finally really have. They got CJ out of there. They got Norm out of there. They gave Ann $100 million. He's the guy. He needs to be the Blazers' second best offensive player. And he needs to do it every night. And they need him to do it every night for 79 games. It's, there is pressure on him to perform. It is not outside of his skill set or outside of, it's not an unreasonable ask. It's none of those things. Ant is more than capable of this, but there's pressure on him to do it. And I'm, for, for, for my money, I'm excited to watch him prove that he's capable of this. Excited to watch him grab the reins, show that he's a starting two guard in the league, show that he is improved on defense and show that he remains one of the best shooters in the sport. And next to Damian Lillard is a lethal addition.
He's got the physical tools to be a little better on defense. He's got the physical tools to be an elite off-ball guy. He's got a chance with a big-minute role coming for him as a starting shooting guard next to an all-star to go ahead and do it. I'm excited for Ant to live up to the most pressure, the most approved label that he has been given by a certain media outlet. I want to talk about someone else in the starting group. A listener sent me an email that suggested that Jeremy Grant, not Anthony Simons, is the most likely player on the Blazers to make the All-Star team should the team end up with a second All-Star. And I'll tell you right now, I think that listener is correct. Let's talk about Jeremy Grant's all-star case and why it's real in the second segment. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online, fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Whatever that is, they got action on it with more lines, more props, more odds than ever before. Whether you want to bet on NBA futures, whether you want to bet on the end of the uh, MLB season, NHL futures, tennis, hockey, soccer here and abroad, whatever it is, all your combat sports, you're going to find it on Bet Online. So don't wait. Go take advantage today. That's Bet Online where the game starts. All right. Let's keep it rolling. An emailer, long-time listener of the program, hits me on the email, lockedonblazerspot at gmail.com. Dr. J sends me emails. I read them. Uh, occasionally, I use them for the mailbag. Occasionally, I just use them like this. Dr. J, long-time listener, sends me the email. says, in so many words, longer email than this, I'm just distilling it down here because I think it's a really good point, is that Jeremy Grant is more likely, if the Blazers were to get two All-Stars, to make the All-Star team over Anthony Simons. If you, if you had to pick who's, you know, who's the... Damian Lord's all-star number one. Who's the who's the next on the list that Blazer most likely make, make the all-star team? For Doc, the way Dr. J sees it, Jeremy Grant more likely to be that guy, to be the second all-star than Ant. And there's a compelling case here. Let me lay it out for you. To have two all-stars, you have to be good. That's simple, right? That seems, that's something we can all agree on. But you have to be good, like, by the first week of January because that's, like, the the end of All-Star voting is basically MLK Day, like the last week of January. Uh, All-Star Games typically is is Valentine's Day, and it's, it's, it's like, the first couple days of February they announce the team. So it's, it's locked up. Like, it doesn't matter what you do heading into the break necessarily. Like, you got to be good last week of December, first week of January. You need to be one of the top five teams in the West. That doesn't have anything to do with Jeremy Grant. But the way the Blazers would get there is to improve on defense. They've been bad the last couple years. They have tools. They have some players to get better on defense. Jeremy Grant's going to help them improve on defense. Gary Payton's going to help them improve on defense. More Josh Hart should help them improve on on defense. Uh, Nazir Little, if he takes the steps I think he's capable of, of taking, he should help improve on defense. A bunch of Yusuf Nurkic should help him get there. Um, you know, Justice Winslow off the bench in theory could help, right? Like they they probably have more versatile defenders than they've had in the Dame era. Um, just because the first little bit of the Dame era was pretty thin. So uh, like more versatile defenders than any roster that they've had during the, during the Dame era. Certainly I would make that case. I think you may argue against me a little bit, but yeah, I would make that case. So they got spaces to improve. They're probably going to be pretty good on offense. Like they're probably a top ten offense, just because Dame and Ant are really good, and and you know, or Damon Lord, excuse me, by himself is probably like a above average offense alone. Like you're fourteenth in the league, just like by having Dame because he's just so darn good. You add some other some help around him, 
you uh, you know you give Josh Hart and Anthony Simons control of that second unit, and, and you're going to be good you know offensively even the second unit as well. Like the Blazers are probably going to be fine on offense. Probably be fine. The path for them to improve is on that defensive side of the floor, and the person who is going to be both narrative-wise and like functionally basketball-wise, the person who's going to be tasked with improving that defense is 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 Jeremy Grant. Let's talk functional basketball-wise first. Jeremy is going to guard the best wings. Like when LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard come to town, when Luka Doncic comes to town, uh, when when Brandon Ingram comes to town, when it, whoever whoever whomever it might be comes to town, like the big apex wings in the league, Giannis Antetokounmpo, whatever it might be, for ball handlers coming to town, it's probably going to be Jeremy Grant. Now that I say Giannis, they might put Nurk on him and get a little funky, but that's an X's and O's conversation for another day. But the best wings in the league, that's Jeremy Grant's assignment. That's the ask, right? Jared, go get him. Go get him. Like, we need you. Uh, you know, there'll be some other help there. Like, I think Nas and, and Justice Winslow will get some cracks at it, but the first crack and the last crack to end the game is going to be Jeremy Grant. That's just the that's just the nature of this. The Blazers are going to play a bunch of funky zone this year. I think they're going to play really aggressive and switchy this year. So primary defensive assignment will quickly change. But for the most part, like the sort of basics, like who do you guard? Jeremy Grant's going to guard the best wing on the other team, the best ball handler on the other team. If if if, if it, uh, Donovan Mitchell's still around, he'll guard him when Utah comes to town. He'll guard Kevin Durant when Brooklyn comes to town. Like it's it, he'll get those jobs. That's the basic X's and O's of it. He, Jeremy Grant's going to be tasked with the hardest defensive ask each night, and then the narrative stuff. If the Blazers. Like, they have to check those boxes, right? Like, they need to be one of the top five teams in the West to get a second All-Star. They need to be good in, like, early. They need to be good by the end of December. Like, top five in the West, when we hit 2023, it's going to take a defensive improvement. And that's where the narrative stuff comes in. If the Blazers improve dramatically on defense, who is going to get credit for it? It's going to be two people. It's going to be Chauncey Billups, and it's going to be the new addition they added this summer who is getting the big defensive assignment. It's going to be Jeremy Grant. Uh, typically with anything, if, it, if the Blazers take a big leap on defense, Jeremy Grant, among others, will deserve credit, right? It'll be all the people I mentioned at the top of this segment, right? It'll be, it'll be Josh Hart and Justice Winslow and, and Nazir, et cetera, et cetera, and GP. Like, it'll be all those guys. But... With the role I anticipate Jeremy Grant having on offense, which is the third or fourth option, I think third, like I think he's going to get more shots than Yusuf Nurkic, just the nature of it. And I think some nights he'll have the second most shots on offense just because of, of how it works. Jeremy Grant's going to have an offensive role. He's going to score in the teens. You know, I don't know if 20 a game, but he's going to score in the teens. And he's going to, if he anchors a defense or or brings up a defense, I guess raises the floor, raises the anchor of the Blazers defense to be respectable to a point where we're, they're one of the best five teams in the West heading into the heading into the new year. That's the path. And that's Dr. J's argument is that Jeremy Grant is because of those check marks, because of those boxes. That's why Jeremy Grant would be more likely than Anthony Simons. And frankly, I agree because here's the flip side of that. If the Blazers are merely the second, merely, if the Blazers are merely the second best offense in the league, right? An elite offense, an elite offense, but they're like the sixth best team in the West. They're not getting a second all-star and there's no conversation of it. And if they do take a leap and the offense is elite, um, the ask for, like, 
what Anthony Simons would have to do to get that sort of narrative bump, the narrative like, what changed? How did this team do it? Would be a little bit harder to thread the needle than just like, damn, Damon Lord's good. You know, like just like, oh, he's just, Damon Lord's so good, which I think would be where it would be. Like, oh, he's back, he's healthy, he's ready to go. This is your all star, this is your MVP type of thing. If the defense bumps, the narrative shifts. And why is the defense better? And that's why Jeremy Grant is. I, I think that logic holds. Like, I think Jeremy Grant could be the Blazers' third best player, like functionally, even though if the defense is really good, he'll be the second best player because defense matters. But like, I think there's some truth to this. I think there's some truth to this, that that while Anthony Simons might have the most to prove on the roster, Jeremy Grant probably has the cleanest path to being a second All-Star. All of this assumes that Damian Lillard's really good and is on the All-Star team because he's part of the fraternity and he's one of the best players in the NBA and he'll get there and it won't be a debate. But if Blazers are to get a second All-Star, I think there's some truth that Jeremy Grant might have a cleaner, easier, easier to plot path than anyone else on the roster, including... Anthony Simons and Yusuf Nurkic. All right. In the third segment to close out the show, friend of the program, returning guest Antonio Daniels, who's a uh, radio host on Sirius XM and the Pelicans analyst on their on their television broadcast every single night, is going to join the show. And we're going to talk about Ant. We're going to talk about uh, Jeremy Grant. And we're going to talk about what, how much the Blazers improved and where they are now. So join me in that third segment, won't you? Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Let's have a little fun, shall we? I'm going to play my conversation that I had earlier this evening with Antonio Daniels. It's a bunch of fun. Check it out. Joining me now, you've heard him on Sirius XM Radio. You heard him on the Pelicans broadcast. Antonio Daniels, welcome back to the show. How you doing? I'm awesome, brother. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, well, it is always, always a pleasure to pick your brain. It is optimism season in the NBA. Every team is good. Uh, actually, I'll take that back. <laughs> there, are some, there are some bad teams in the league. Right. Well, most teams are good right now. Uh, something like 26 of the 30 are good. Here in Portland, there is a ton of optimism about this team. I'm curious from an outsider's perspective, someone outside of the market, do you do you think this team is appreciably better than they were last season? Well, uh, from last year? Of course. Right. You're right. Of course, because Damian Lillard's healthy. Right. You know, that, that by itself, um, like, it, it's different to say, Mike, because – I feel like last year is not a legitimate gauge for who the Portland Trailblazers are and can be. So are they better last year? Yeah, I think you didn't get very many games from Josh Hart. You didn't get very many games from Damian Lillard. You're going to have a more confident Anthony Simons because confidence, contracts bring confidence. Sure. And when they go and they give that young man $100 million, you best believe he knows now that they believe in him. You know, so they they – Jeremy Grant, always been a big fan of Jeremy Grant's. Always have. I covered him in OKC. Um, his offensive and defensive versatility. You think about the growth of Jeremy Grant from who he was when he was drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers to who he is today and what he's capable of bringing to the table on both ends of the floor. So, yes, I think it's safe to say the Portland Trailblazers team that will take the floor in about a month from now is much and far better than the Portland Trailblazers roster that was put together 
better at the end of the season. No, yeah. dis- no disrespect to anyone. I mean, they lost 21 of their final 23 games and in right. some ways uh, chose to lose those games. So, like, they've taken a big step forward. It, where You mentioned Jeremy Grant. Where will he help the most? Oh, my gosh. Um, I, in today's NBA is about versatility on both sides of the basketball um, and having different guys that give you the option to play different ways. Like, if you go and you think of Jeremy Grant, right? Who has Portland had that you can actually even compare to Jeremy Grant? I mean, it's been probably since LaMarcus, right? It's been since LaMarcus Aldridge. They've been missing, at the forward spot, they've been missing that type of talent. But the thing that Jeremy Grant brings is defensive versatility. Mm -hmm. Like, here's the thing with Portland. They're not going to have a problem scoring. Right. They're not going to have a problem scoring. Whether it's Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, uh, Josh Hart getting out in transition, doing what he does, Yusef Nurkic, Jeremy Grant, they're not going to have a problem scoring. The defensive side of the basketball, you want to have versatility in somebody that can set the tone. In this NBA, where it is a wing-driven, become a wing-driven, guard-driven NBA. So it's going to be a... Luca is going to be a Devin Booker. It's going to be a LeBron James. It's going to be a Brandon Ingram, a Zion Williamson. Go down the list of different guys that Jeremy Grant can guard. You mm-hmm. need these kind of guys. You need guys like Jeremy Grant. And think about what he did for that Denver Nuggets basketball team. Right, right. You know, as far as covering up defensive mistakes, but then also putting him on the best offensive players, most nice on the other team. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just like what he brings defensively. Not to say that he can't score the basketball because he can easily put up 20 points per game. But when you're playing with Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, Yusef Nurkic, now you can kind of, you have a role to play. You have a role to play. And he is not, he's not an arrogant young man. He's a very humble young man. It's all about winning. Do you think that transition from, like, he got to spread his wings a little bit in Detroit, right? Like, and he right. went there specifically to spread his wings. Do you think that transition will be difficult for him? Which part? Uh, moving from the guy, like, no. high usage star you know to what? role player. You know what? Because moving from role player to the guy, back to role player. It's not fun when you're not winning. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the thing is, you can talk about the money and you can talk about, um, like you said, the opportunity and experience to be that guy. And he'll get that opportunity some this year as well. Sure. Because that's the thing about the Portland Trailblazers. Like, yes, Damian Lillard's Damian Lillard, but on different nights, that, that Robin can be anybody. It could be Nurkish. On a lot of nights, it could be Jeremy Grant. It could be Josh Hart. It could be Anthony Simons. So playing your role doesn't mean that you're going to average nine points a game. Right. What it means is you are going to take on that defensive assignment, but we're still going to lean on you on the offensive side of the floor because you're that good offensively. I don't think that would be a difficult adjustment for Jeremy Grant one bit. Do you have to feed guys like that a little bit? Do you have to say like, hey, you're not going to get, you're not going to get 20 shots, but we're going to make sure you get 12, 13, like some opportunities just so you're kind of bought in? I don't even know if that's something you say or you just kind of sit back and let it play itself out. Sure, sure. You know, because you don't want to tell a guy he's going to get 
12, 13 shots a game because certain nights that may not happen. And what you don't want guys doing is shot hunting. You know, man, I got eight shots and it's five minutes to go in the game. I mean, you know, you don't want that. You want guys to understand that it's all about winning. It's all about winning because, but it'll always balance itself out. So if you say on one night you got nine shots and you didn't feel involved, what's to say that the next night that you don't get 20 shots? Right. You know what I mean? So I don't think that's something that you really discuss. I think that's something you allow the chemistry and camaraderie, the opportunity to play itself out. Yeah, I mean, guys are going to look at the box score. They look at, I know NBA Always. dudes, they, they look at minutes and shots. Always. They look at minutes and shots. I know I know yeah. what people look at when they look at the box score. You mentioned Anthony Simons getting confidence with this contract. Why, are, why do you have confidence in him being able, or do you have confidence in him being able to take the next step? Because he's going to be probably the number two guy on offense, a bunch. You know what, this, that's what this league is about, though. Yeah. This league is about young players taking the proverbial step. Because when young players take the step individually, the team takes a step collectively. Example, the Boston Celtics were a good team, but when Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum took that step, now they are a championship caliber team. So when you are a team where you have some of your stars in place, where you have um, Damian Lillard in place, you have Jeremy Grant in place, you have Yusef Nurkic in place, to take that proverbial step, your young players have to take that step. They have to. If not, you're going to stay exactly where you are. You can look at different teams throughout the course of this league where young players have taken a step. I covered the New Orleans Pelicans, right? Brandon Ingram has taken a step. Yes. Right? Herb Jones took a step this year. When your young players take that step, individually, collectively, you move in that direction as an organization. So, yes, you know what you're going to get from Damian Lillard. You know what you're going to get from certain guys. You want to get to the point where you know exactly what you're going to get from Anthony Simons on a night-to-night basis. And then Portland will start to take that proverbial step collectively as an organization. Yeah, I mean, there's in some ways there's a ton of pressure on him just because they need him to be there. Like They, they do. They, they, cleared the, they cleared some space for him to take a jump and um, – uh, I've talked about it earlier in the show. Like he's, there's some pressure on him to uh, to go ahead and get there. Antonio, to be him, yeah, just to be him though. Like I don't even think that it's pressure to do anything different, right? You know what the question becomes: How will how will he and Damian Lillard play together? Right, absolutely. Because we saw what Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum looked like playing together. Right, what we didn't see last year for a decent sample size is what Anthony Simons looks like with the ball in Damian Lillard's hands. Right. How Anthony Simons looks without the ball in his hands. One thing you know about this league, a lot of guys in this league know how to play with the ball. Yep. But now what happens when they don't get that same opportunity to play with the ball? Can you still be that same impactful player? Yeah. I mean, when he had the ball in his hands, he was like 30 and six for about six weeks. But it, that is not the recipe when Damian Lillard's on the court with him. So I, I'm with you. That is the big test, right? It's like um, he's shown he can be really special in a certain role. The role's going to change, and they need him to be really special in that new role right. yet again. Right. AD, thank you so much for your time. Really always appreciate chatting with you and picking your brain about the league. You're, uh, you're one of the best. Thank you, brother. Pleasure's all mine, Mike. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Dear listeners, tell your friends about this podcast. We'll be back next week with three more episodes and you can find us on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.